Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Hom, and I'm here with another amazing real estate investor goddess to interview. Today is Halloween here, and on this Halloween podcast, we're going to be sharing a real real estate investing horror story. <laughs> yeah, but it has a happy ending, a very happy ending. Our guest, Vicki Shatini, was a single mom who was tired of working night and day to make it. She was faced with her daughter's high university tuition bills and took a leap of faith in November 2014 to move across the country to be closer to her daughter's university uh, and to start investing in real estate. Now, the relocation really didn't turn out as planned, and she'll tell us more about it when we talk, but she ended up becoming homeless in a town where she didn't know anyone. And by the time she finally got into that first home, she had only $500 left to her name and literally a broken ass. (laughs) So she pushed through it and did WIT, whatever it took, and... Boy, oh boy, did she make it. So fast forward, it's less than four years later, and she now owns three multifamily complexes and 58 single-family rentals. From homeless with $500, she now has all of that. Can't wait to share the rest of her incredible story with you. Welcome, Vicki. Well, thank you so much, Monique. I am really, really uh, excited to be here. I'm really excited that you're here. So. That you have, I, I, I shared, I started sharing some of your incredible story, but you actually uh, started real estate investing a little bit before this, right? Before that move to 2014. So just share with, with, the, with our listeners how you got started in real estate investing and, um, and what, you know, how, just how you got started. Well, I had started back, well, previous to uh, started doing flips, I, I was working for a retail store as a manager at a retail store, and literally every penny that I made was going into bills and pretty much bills. I remember sitting one night at a kitchen table, at my kitchen table, and I had paid all the bills, and I had $25 left. So wow. I it was like, okay, if I get a flat tire, I can't even afford a tire. And it was like this every single month. So I knew I had to do something because that wasn't me. You know, I, I'm yeah. a hard worker, go-getter. I needed, I needed more. So at, that was like the pivotal point for me that I knew I had to do something. So, um I started talking to certain, you know, other people, and I started getting more involved in real estate. I was actually helping someone get leased. I was in California, and I didn't have my license in California. So I was helping them get leads, and they kept telling me that none of the deals were going through. Well, it turned out the deals were going through. They were just not paying me. Oh, no. Yeah. So I decided at that point, okay, I need to go and just do it myself. So I started um, making the right connections because, as we all know, this this is all about networking. Networking is is key. 
So I started networking and I started doing flips in California. And, and I was doing really good. I was getting, uh, I was doing three to six flips at a time. And it was doing good, but I was getting a hard money loan. And, you know, if something goes wrong and you miss that cutoff by a month, your profit just keeps going, you know, down, down, down. Yeah. So, it, yeah, and you're working night and day. So um, when my daughter graduated and she was going off to the university, I guess I had the empty nest syndrome. It was it was a lot. And um, yeah. I decided to move. The funny part to it, it, it was that I bought the ticket to come see her for Thanksgiving, and the same day I bought the ticket that night, I was having an emotional, I was missing her. So I said, that's it. I'm moving. I need, <laughs> I, I'm done doing flips. I need passive income. I need rentals. Yeah. And that's how I, I just picked up. And in two weeks, I, I sold what didn't fit in that trailer, and I moved <laughs> I moved to Jackson, Mississippi, and that was very, very interesting. <laughs> wow. Okay. So we're going to talk about that more in a second. But before we do that, because I want to connect, I want to help the, the listeners connect the dots here. Because you, you said you were, you were a manager in a store and you were, you were living literally paycheck to paycheck, barely making it. So how Correct. did you go from paycheck to paycheck to being able to Get a house to flip. So, what, what, how were you able to? How, what was your your financing structure for doing that? You talked about the hard money loan, but just tell us a little bit more about what you did to be able to get um, to get into the the real estate game, even when you had so little money to invest with. Well, I just started talking to friends and family, and I told them what I was doing now. Everybody knows when I set my mind into something, I'm going to do it. And I just don't give up. So uh, a couple of my friends had some money saved up, and I didn't have any money because I was going through the divorce. So and the money that I, I had was going to the attorney. So yeah. I actually brought in, in the first deal, we had to come up with $35,000. That was the mm -hmm. difference that the hard money lender wasn't paying. And yeah. I raced it between four different people. I raced it. I didn't use a single dime of my money because I didn't have it. Um, like the old saying says, you either have the time or the money. Well, I have the time, <laughs> not the money. <laughs> okay. I love that. So this is really great for people to, for our, our ladies, our gossips who are listening to, to understand that if you don't have, if you're missing anything, this is what Tony Robbins says. There's no lack of resources. It's just a lack of resourcefulness. So if you're missing, you know, she didn't have the money, but she was able to find it by helping, you know, working with people who did have the money, but not the time to make their money grow. She had the time, not the money, but she was able to be resourceful and, and um, you know, and create win-wins. So love that. Okay. Um, Let's fast forward now then to, to Jackson, Mississippi. You you land, you you bought the tickets, you decided to move, and then what happened? So I moved, you know, I, I sold everything that I had. Well, I bought a 24-foot trailer because, again, I'm on a budget. Attorney's taking most of my money. 
and I bought a 24-foot enclosed trailer. I packed it. I mean, I kid you not, I don't think you could have, you know, put in a little needle in there. I packed it as much as I could. The rest got sold, and I moved across country to Jackson, Mississippi. Now, I had talked to someone ahead of time that I was buying a house from her, and the whole time, the only thing I was going to come is come to Jackson, sign on the dotted line. I was going to get the key. She was going to own her finance me. It was a great deal. So the whole trip, I'm talking to her all about an hour before getting to Jackson. She stopped responding to my calls, my texts, emails, Uh nothing. Yeah, that's what I said. So now (laughs) I get to Jackson, and I'm like, what do I do? Where do I go? So obviously I need to go somewhere when I stayed at a hotel, and it was a nice hotel, and I thought, okay, maybe her battery went dead. Well, next day, nothing. So now I'm, like, really stressing out. So I start, you know, I'm still trying to contact her, but now I start calling agents. I call, I start driving the neighborhood, finding uh, for sale by owners, because I was just going to talk to an owner and, and see if they'll finance me, tell them my story, and I made great connections doing that. Talking, a lot of the people I was talking were local investors here, and telling them my story, it, it was surprising how many people wanted to help me. It was, mm-hmm. it was actually, I'm getting chills right now just even talking about it. So um, one of them said, I have the perfect house for you. And what I liked about her, she's, you know, I had looked at a few houses, And she said, no, you would not do good in that area. You need to be here. So she took me to a different part of town that she was right. It was was a better part of town. And um, I loved the house. I loved, but it was like a 1950 house. It had been one owner in there. He had built the house. Uh, He had passed away, and nothing had been done to that house. The carpet was a still 1950 carpet. Um, and you could tell they had had some accidents on the carpet. So I didn't care. I didn't care. I just wanted a home, you know. The problem was that they, it was in probate. So we all know probate takes a little bit. So it took a while for me to be able to get in. So in the meantime, I'm staying every week. I would go for, I started at a nice, hotel, then it went to a nice motel, and then an okay motel, and it just kept going down every week because I was running out of money. Yeah. That, that was fun. And the actual seller that was selling me the house, he was an investor, and he said, you know, Vicki, I have a vacation home on the lake, and I don't have it rented the next week. You can come stay in my vacation home. And I thought, wow, how nice. They're, they're helping me. They're financing me. And I, I'm going to go stay at his vacation home. I go to the vacation home. It was a two-story home. And I never went upstairs. It was winter. I never went upstairs. For some reason, this time, I go upstairs. The carpet had a had rug, and I'm wearing socks. Well, I went upstairs. As I'm coming down, I slipped, and I bounced all the way down to the bottom of the stairs. 
for now, I have a broken tailbone. Like literally a broken <laughs> tailbone. <laughs> so the next week I had to go to a motel because he had it rented already. And I go to, with a broken tailbone. You know, you have to sit on those donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Gross motel room. Like the carpet was so dirty. My socks were too, too good for it. And um, at that time, I was getting really depressed, to be honest with you. It, it was depressing because you didn't know when the court was going to finish for me to move in. I couldn't move in ahead of time. Um, I have a broken butt. It, it was just everything was coming down. Christmas, I couldn't even go see my daughter because I couldn't make the ride. So it was, everything was just kind of piling on. So I decided I went to get a dog. I wanted to get a dog. Now, you know how hard it is at Christmas time to get a dog with minimal funds? I'd never it, tried, it, but I can imagine. It was challenging. So I, I got a rescue dog, which I think besides me saving him, he actually saved me and gave me that umps that I needed to get back on my feet. And yeah. on December Right before Christmas, right before New Year's, I was able to get into the home, finally. And I had $500 left. Wow. And you had to update this home. And I had to update the home. So now comes the challenging part. So uh, I had inherited tools. For some reason, I have this fascination with tools, even though I didn't know what 90% of of the, the tools did. But I just like tools, I, even though I didn't know what they, they were for. So I now had $500, and I have to eat. I have to pay utilities. I have to fix this home. So I started selling the stuff that I really wanted to keep that I brought on that trailer. I sold it on eBay. So during the day, mm-hmm. I would sell eBay and make money that way. And at night... I would go, and I, the only thing I needed to do was buy the materials. So eBay paid for the materials and my utilities and food. And that night, I would go on YouTube and Pinterest and figure out how to do things. You'd be really wow. surprised how creative those two are. <laughs> That's, I, I, I know it. You can do it's, really uh, well, like DIY, if you need to. Oh, it was fantastic. And it was funny because I'm watching videos and they would have their tools and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have that tool. Now I know (laughs) what it's for. So I didn't have to buy tools. I had them. So I started doing doing the house. So I would work eBay till about 5, go to, well, quit working on the house about midnight and then look at a video, YouTube or Pinterest, on what to do the next day. And that's how I did it. took me a while to do that. The only thing I did to hire somebody was I had a roof leak right by my front door, so I hired somebody to patch the roof. And then my AC went out, um, and I hired somebody to, to come and fix that. So those were the only two things that I hired somebody to do. The rest, I did it. Wow. That's amazing. So, I mean, you, you're in this house, you're, you literally, you're totally DIYing everything and bootstrapping <laughs> to the nth degree. Yes. And so 
now like give us the the abbreviated version you you got got that sold and then i mean to like tell us like how you you got that one and then how you went from there to 58 single family rentals um in in less than you know 5 years what did you how did you do that like what what caused that exploration well it was a slow start because keep in mind the first three houses like I would finish one, get it rented, and then I go to the next one. So the first three houses, I pretty much did by myself. Um, by and the were they third all house, seller financing? Was, they were all seller financing, okay. all of them. And I still have the the very first one. I still have that one. That one's the baby, so it's going to stay with me for a long time. But <laughs> they're all seller financing, and um, I got a helper in as. I would get them rented, and I was managing them myself, too. So I was, as yeah. I would get them rented, I now, I mean, think about it. My payment was in that one house, I was paying 350 and I got to rent it for 975 So I was rich wow. monthly now. Great. I was I was doing good. My utilities were paid and my food were paid. Now, you know, I, <laughs> and now I had a little money to buy more stuff that I could sell on eBay. So eBay and um, the rentals, like every time I would rent that rent another one, I was making six hundred dollars, and it just kept adding. After the third one, I was able to do two at a time now with my helper, and it, it really it was focused. I was very very determined, and I was focused on what I had to do. I am really good with numbers. That's the one thing I've always liked numbers. I mean, I had everything down to a T, what I was going to spend on everything. Um, Doing all this on eBay actually helped me because still to this day, I buy a lot of my materials from eBay, certain stuff, Mm -hmm. door knobs, um, certain things that I found Home Depot is a lot more expensive when I can get bulk on eBay. So it helped me a lot. So I I just kept doing it. I didn't do anything else but work. So any time that I had off, it took probably to about the sixth house that I was able to finally finish eBay and then just start concentrating on more houses. Yeah. Now having six houses rental, I'm getting more money coming in, and then now I'm able to buy some houses that didn't need fixing some of them were already rented. Can you imagine? I mean, I'm buying rented houses already, and I didn't have to do anything. So it, it, after the sixth one, it just took off. Um, and then I did take nine months off because I had a friend of mine that knew I was here, and he was buying an apartment complex. That was something that was in my goal. I, I was going to buy my own apartment complex. But I had never done it. So it can be a little bit intimidating when you've never done it to go and get into something, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. He bought it, and he said, okay, here it is, with no, like, help where to even start. And I remember sitting on my desk and thinking, oh, my gosh, where do you start? Where do I start? (laughs) So... I had to put the mentality like, 
okay, if this was my apartment, where would, you, where would I start? Of course, you're going to start with a tenant. So I kind of taught myself for nine months, I worked for free for him, managing and, and bringing up his apartment complex. But what I've learned there, it, I couldn't even pay for that education. It was amazing. And I did such a great job that the word got out how I brought these apartments up that another um, out-of-state owner that had an apartment complex here called me and said, well, can you do the same thing for me? And I said, of course. So I went and I did it for him, and he was just burned out. And I said, well, I'll buy him off you, but I don't have any money. And he said, okay, well, how about if you do a lease option for one year, and then if you made your payments on time, then you can buy them. And that's what happened. I bought those apartments with zero money down with a uh, lease option for one year. I did what I promised, and that's the key. What you promise people, you have to do. You have yes. to, you know, stick to it. So I did that, and that was my very first apartment that I got. Amazing. How many units down. was that? That one was 26 units. It's a small one, but it was pretty big for me. Yeah, I think that's for, that's big for a lot of people. That's great. Um, and yeah. that, all of those were around Jackson. All of these are around Jackson, yeah. And, and okay. partly I was managing myself, so most of the things that I'm doing is in Jackson. I'm not doing my own management now because I'm, doing, uh, I'm getting into quite a few more things, and it does take a lot of your time. So I finally yeah. passed it over but, to a management company, but I had to do it. I had to do it because I had to learn how to do it and what not to do and, and figure things out. So then I know I'm kind of one of those people that I I have to learn before I go tell somebody else to do it. If that yeah. makes sense. That totally makes sense. Because then you you know exactly what you're what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> um and you can exactly. you can be a much better manager. That's awesome. What a, what an inspiring story. I mean that the beginning was quite harrowing, but the way that you've been able to do so much with having no money to really to invest in um, from the beginning is, is super inspiring. Um, so let me and, ask and it, you. It was, I was just going to add something. One of the things my mom always taught me, and, and you hear me say wit all the time, and that's my saying. It's, my mom said, you do wit. You do whatever it takes. And when I was homeless, um, my mom kept calling me and said, come back home, come back home. But, no, it, failure is not an option. And, like, with anything that you do, how many times do you hear people say, well, I'm going to do this, but if that doesn't work out, I'm going to do this other thing. Well, you already yeah. not, it's not going to work out because you just gave yourself the escape clause. And in yeah. any business, you're going to have that downtime, and that's the first time you have that downtime you're going to take off. So, no, I committed to doing this, so I had to figure out how to do it. And you have to think outside the box. So good. Yep, absolutely. So, now, listening to her story, it's very clear that it was not easy. (laughs) 
but you've had a, a lot of success. And, and one of the things I love to ask, though, of all of, our, all of my guests is what was your biggest mistake? Because we learned so much more from the mistakes, from the failures, than we do from the success stories. So what was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? I will say my biggest mistake is not opening my horizons, if that's the way I want to say it. So coming from California, I was pretty much a California person, never thought I would ever leave California. I just wanted to stay there. And um, the market in California, I mean, obviously you can get rentals, but there's no way I was going to be able to afford that. And in the way that I'm, I'm, I like to have security, and in California, if you lose a tenant, you have a $1,500, $2,000 mortgage. In yep. Jackson, if I lose a tenant, I have $350 mortgage. How easy is that for me to make that on eBay? A lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Very true. That So it, it, it's easier to do it because you can come up with that. So I think opening up my in, – instead of just staying in my backyard, opening up to other areas, being open to other areas, it was my biggest mistake. I should have done that years ago is move yeah. to, to Mississippi or wherever, you know, it was because my goal was to always have passive income and I was not going to get to it. I was going to get to it, but not in the time frame. I only had four years. That was my goal, four years to buy 60 houses. And um, I made it in way less than that. So I, I wouldn't have gotten – that way with the funds that I had um, as fast. I would have gotten there, but not as fast as I did. Yeah, absolutely. Because in California, the cost of, at least in Los Angeles where I am, you could probably get 10 plus houses in Jackson for the cost of one house here. So you can go a lot further, a lot faster in in the right market. Um, That's great. That's great advice. And what are you most proud of? My daughter. Mm. She's amazing. She's been she's been the reason why I push so hard. Um, she, I only have one daughter, and she's just amazing. She, um, yeah, I mean, I can't say enough about her. She's great, <laughs> and that's I want to build a legacy. Uh, and. You know, one day she's going to have grandkids. I'm probably, I'm not going to be here probably. And she's going to say, well, you know what? Your grandmother did this. So mm-hmm. it's just a legacy in my daughter. Beautiful. I love that. And what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out? You know, there's some somebody who's maybe like where you were, um, when you had, when you were going through the bills and going, I don't know how I'm going to pay, um, you know, how am I going to eat because I've spent almost everything just on the bill. So if somebody, if there's a woman out there like that, just wanting to get started, what advice do you have for her? Well, I would probably say first is they need to make their goals. What is it? You need to know your why. You need to know yeah. what is it that you want. You, that's most important. 
my why is going to be different than your why. They need to write down their goals and just do it. Set your mind to it. So, you know, a lot of what we're, us as women, what we're, we're creative, we're good. If your child needs something, maybe they got into a, a sport in school and you, you know, I had that budget of extra $25. I couldn't afford to buy her uniform, right, or whatever they need. They're going to um, somewhere with a school and you don't have the money. You figure out a way to buy her that uniform. You figure out a way to send her to that um, the function, whatever they have at school. But that's what we're good. We're women. We're good at being creative and figuring out how to do things. The same yeah. way you figured out how to buy that uniform is the same way you're going to do this. So sit down, have one-on-one on time, figure out what is it that you want. Write it down, and then just get up and do it the same way you figured out how to buy that uniform. Wonderful. I love that. And um, one, well, two, two quick last questions before we, uh, we go into our trinity. But what's one thing that you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? Oh, sounds like there's uh, animals behind you. There is, there is. I'm going to be closing this door. Did not expect that. Sorry. Okay. Now we're good. Puppies are barking. Um, My puppies, my puppies. What's Uh what's one thing that you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? Um, I would probably say is to have more faith in me and not, I don't even know if the word is faith. Um, nothing is out of confidence. my reach. I'm at the point, confidence, yes, confidence. Now, I, I'm at the point now that I realize that I can do anything that I set my mind to. And I think when you don't have the money and you only have that $25, when I was writing down 60 houses, that was completely out of my reach. So I didn't think that was attainable. So that's the main thing is just set your goals, set a path, and stick to it. And once I did that, I mean, I had it down that every week, you know, with 60 houses I needed in four years, that's 15 houses a year, that's, you know, one and a half a month. I had it down, like, my whole goal, what I needed to do. So have the confidence that you can do it. Push through. And um, had I believed in me and had more confidence from the get-go, I would have done this a lot sooner. Mm. Well, I'm glad that you did do it. I'm glad that you've shared um, your incredible story with us. So it, for um, women who would like to know more about you or connect with you, what's the best way that they can do that? Oh, they can give me a call or Facebook. Um, do I, is it okay to give the number on here? Or it's, it's up to you, but if, if you want, sure. Oh, okay. So they can call me at 951 
445-8852, and I'll be more than happy to help. I mean, just believe in yourself, set, set, set goals, and um, you can do it. Anybody can. There's no That's difference great. between the people that have done it than, than ourselves. So we can do it. Beautiful. All right. And lastly, we're going to do a trinity. So a trinity is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. That's how we end every show. So what's one thing that you're celebrating right now? What's your brag? I am celebrating being a woman in charge. I literally feel like nothing can stop me now. Anything that I want to set myself to do, I will do it. And you can't tell me no because that's not an option. So I will figure out a way to do it. So I brag about that. My mom just told me the other day, she said, why don't you buy a, a hotel in Vegas? She said, that's a possibility. You just <laughs> never know. Whatever I set my mind to it, you, I can do it. I, I, I know I can. Well bragged. So well, Brad. And what's one thing you're grateful for? I am very grateful for my family. My mom and my daughter, my mom's my rock, and my daughter is amazing. So I'm getting emotional because they're so great. But mm. I'm so grateful for them. Beautiful. I lucked out and for those two. <laughs> uh, last but not least, what's one thing you desire? So... Remember how I told you about the dog that I got, and you can hear my dog, when Mm -hmm. I rescued him, but he actually rescued me too? Um, I want to do a rescue. I want to – I bought the house already. I'm actually getting it started right now, and I'm really excited about this. I bought a house that I'm setting up all for rescue dogs. Uh, Right now I'm only taking small dogs, and it's called Mr. B and Diva's Love Shack. And mm-hmm. I'm going to rescue dogs, and they can stay there for as long as they, you know, they need to. And if they get adopted, they get adopted. But that's what I, I mean, I, I realize that's my passion. My second passion would be to rescue dogs. Beautiful. Well, so shall your desire be, or so much better than you can imagine. I'm so excited. Mm, so excited. I'm excited. And I, I want to give a brag and a gratitude um, about you. So I just to share with the listeners, I, I guess I, I met Vicki. Well, she found me on, on Google and shared her incredible story. And I said, well, we need to have you on the podcast. This is so great. And we, we had a, a couple phone conversations. And I was telling her about the Wealth Through Real Estate event, which is happening this weekend, oh my goodness! So, um, if you guys want to join us, yes. go to wealththroughrealestateevent.com um, and use the code Wealthy if you want to get a nice discount. Uh, we have a few tickets left, uh, and it's starting on Friday. But I told Vicky about this, and she said, "Do you need help?" I said, "Well, sure. I always need help." And the next thing she says, "I I found some tickets. I'm coming. I'm flying to LA, and I'm going to help you." And this incredible woman was like, oh, my goodness, are you serious? And she said, yes, I'm coming to help you. So I just brag, hello, the sisterhood, this is what it's like to have a sisterhood of goddesses, right? This is what a goddess does. They show up for you. Um, and so I'm, I brag that I, I have, I'm 
I mean, I'm able to create that where a woman would just show up for me like that. So I'm bragging that, but I'm so, so grateful um, to you, Vicki, for doing that. My goodness, that is Oh, no problem. I am all about helping and getting everybody get it, go get ahead. If you need me to go clean the toilets, if you need me to go stand out the door, whatever you need me to do, I'm there, and it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be amazing, and then we can plan for the next one. Yeah, so I love that. I can't wait to meet her in person and give her the hugest hug. And um, and hopefully you guys listening out there can will also be joining us and I have hugs for you, for you too. So super excited about the event again. That's wealththroughrealestateevent.com to go to go um, register for that. And Vicky, I'm thrilled to see you there. And uh, and everyone listening, thank you for being here. And we'll see you next week with another real estate investor goddess interview. Bye bye. Bye.